0: Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 finals. all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply.
1: Live around Australia on SCN
0: Track, welcome to Taz Racing Talk with Cam Luke and Campbell Brown. Hello, everybody, wherever you might be. Welcome to Taz Racing Talk. What a huge, huge day ahead of us. What a big weekend. Launceston, not far away, meeting there. Plenty of greyhounds harness racing. This man is in position and in an incredibly buoyant mood. Hello, Campbell Brown. How are you? It's great, uh, it's great to be back.
1: And um, there's plenty going on. There's Group 1 racing tonight and tomorrow, but more importantly... Um, Tassie's out of lockdown. They had some sensational racing yesterday and uh, have another meet today. And, um, it's exciting.
0: It is. And it's hard to not get caught up in the contagious positivity, the energy you are bringing. And I know that you ripped it apart yesterday, Hobart-wise, and I have a feeling you'll do it today, Launceston style. You can... Get involved wherever you might be. Zero four double nine seven three six seven three six. I've got a
1: question for um, Bren and Ryan. That uh, I was watching. Oh, I was, was watching the, the Lonnie the Lonnie Greyhounds oh. on. Uh, must have been Monday or Tuesday night. Yes, and I
0: saw a dog. Go on.
1: That was like the Caleb Daniel of Greyhounds. I'm talking like <laughs> what a what a puppy, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Mate, it was a puppy. Like, really? I, I need to ask him about it. Yeah, because uh, it, it didn't. It looked like it was boys versus men sort of stuff. A it was ma- so small. It ran second, and it was minute, like a miniature. So uh, we'll get that away at some stage. I'm not going to give you the name just yet, but um, I'm sure that uh, avid greyhound watchers down in Tassie might might know the doc I'm talking
0: about. Jeez,
1: might have just got stunt, tenacious, and bit, bit like me.
0: Oh, that's not going to go too far. What did it start uh, belting other greyhounds, did it?
1: No, nah, my growth is stunted. Now it's got, stunted. To spend,
0: got, to, got to spend 29 weeks on the sidelines. I should be six foot one,
1: <laughs> according to pedigree. You know, I'm five foot ten, and I blame uh, asthma. <laughs> they reckon asthma. <laughs> the steroids early in my childhood stunted my growth. Did uh, said dog win? It didn't win, it ran second. But it ran but that's well. Because Black Booker. That's because. For every 12 of its steps, like yeah. a, a normal greyhound, just had one or two strides. <laughs> so, um, and there's, a, there's some good, uh, franked form coming yep. out of yesterday, too, that we need to speak to, uh, I think, Matty Reid about is, is Wellborough, mm. because um, Johnny Chupspa absolutely bolted in yesterday. And uh, and Wilbur beat it um, in the dying strides the other week. And I
0: do see. I, I, so
1: this, I've just come off the top. We've plenty to yeah.
0: discuss. Oh, I'll be honest. And for people who listen to SCN Track, be it in Tasmania or anywhere around this, a great country of ours. When you go with something like you just did, and you mentioned old Johnny, it just makes me realise, and makes me even solidify deep in my own mind. That you backed it. <laughs> oh,
1: there's no doubt. And, and can I say this? I yes. dead set thought I was going to get three eighty or four bucks. On. One of the totes paid six dollars eighty,
0: which was like Christmas. Did you do one of those? <laughs> I, could, I kept Chortles waiting. Shortles
1: that you do? No, I kept waiting for the the screen to update because yeah. I thought, oh, that's clearly a mistake. You know, sometimes they cross the line. The totes go up, mm-hmm. and you're like, oh, four fifty or six. And then when it's finalised, it's it's really like four twenty yeah. and you're, the normal price. But I did ring Julian Baynard on Wednesday. And I I said, mate, I'm getting my jab Wednesday. I'm not sure what the side effects are going to be. I'm going to have Wednesday night off. I I, I won't do the the races. (laughs) And he went, yeah, no worries. That's fine. That's fine. I only realised yesterday, mate, there were no races on Wednesday night, so he's really stitched me up. It like made me feel like I was missing missing a night, but really um, oh. there weren't any there.
0: Oh, hey, wherever you are, wherever you might be, 0499 736 736. Tommy Hackett will join us from Ladbrokes just after the news. Jamie Coxshardt, of course. Mark Yold's going to jump on the line. This is a big, big afternoon. And you mentioned it last week, so much disappointment around Hobart. We, we 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 touched base with uh, Brendan Blomley on the on the on the Friday. The excitement around having a thousand people on track on Saturday it was sold out. It was really, to be fair, sold out within minutes, and we got to a situation where unfortunately the snap lockdown, which lasted only for seventy two hours, which is good news in that situation where it lasted as minimal time as possible. But there was a fair bit of frustration. But uh, it meant that with yesterday's meeting, it was a uh, it was a nice added addition to our Thursday punting world.
1: It certainly was. Yeah, so we've got back-to-back races. Um, now we're down in Tassie, which mm. is which is
0: good. Love it, love it, love it. All How right. are you,
1: mate? You've had a big week.
0: You've been had a bouncing big week around
1: all over the place. I all over have the, the state. I'm
0: excited. I'm a little flat, mainly because I've been spending time at Mooney Valley this week, mm. doing a lot of filming for Ladbrokes and a lot of cool content. It's just it is frustrating to be on track. I was able to walk the track the other day. And then know that tomorrow, and tonight with the Group 1 race, and again tomorrow, that uh, we won't be on track watching how cool it's going to be as the uh, Cox played the 101st running of it. They're like
1: four days, or less than four days I know. out. They like, just missed out. You know, we're free today, yeah. um, but mm-hmm. not, not close enough to be able to let people into Mooney Valley. But anyway, that's, that's life.
0: We still find a winner, and Matt Reed's going to help us do that exactly right now as he joins us. Hello, Matt. Thanks,
2: fellas. I'll certainly try. I've had to wait patiently on my bench to get the call-up to come on with you guys, (laughs) and it finally arrived, so I'm pretty pumped.
0: Look, I have. I've taken the dollar one, in fact, Matt, that when you've got the call-up, you tear it apart today, and therefore you never relinquish relinquish this prime spot off the top of Taz Racing Talk. That's the type of confidence I have in you.
2: Yeah, well, I'm just playing that game with Peter Staples
0: on a day-to-day basis, just waiting for him to, to
2: pass the bat. And so maybe this is uh, a bit of a test.
0: All right, mate, where do you want to start? We can talk a little bit about yesterday, actually, if you want to just take us through what you found of the day. Of course, the frustration around the uh, the, the postponement from last Saturday and the snap lockdown. But what would you make of yesterday's racing?
2: Yeah, look, it was probably the best of a a bad situation. We moved that Saturday program to what was a a public holiday in the south of the state here in Tassie, so uh, I think a few people made it out to the track there. Look, it was a strange little seven-race program in that we raced on a soft five track. It was a nice sunny day, but the jockeys seemed desperate to avoid the inside part Mm. and get to the outside part of the track, but... In spite of that, the form held up pretty well. The only real blowout was Dinger's Delight who knocked uh, definitely me out of the quarter and I suspect quite a few others. That was part of a training double for John Luttrell. Scotty Brunton also had a double, but he supplied about a third of the runners on the day. So I'd say that his win line total would probably have been above two if, if there was one, but... Look, a couple of winners to follow. Uh, Romery went around at $26 at her Tassie debut for Johnny Luttrell in Launceston, and she just missed there, flashing home from the back, and Punners found her yesterday in Hobart. She was about $6 in the 3.80. She raced on the speed yesterday, though, whereas she was back at her first start, and I'd love the ability for horses to race forward or back. So she only popped her maiden yesterday, and I think that she has more wins in store, and Another one to follow who was another winner was Valabar, also a runner who put the writing on the wall at the same Launceston program. Went to the line on the heels of the place getters there. Back to his home track, D. Brunton, S. Perez. uh, Sorry, D. Perez, S. Brunton. Punters were happy to take just better than even money, and he was too good. He's a six-year-old who's won five of his 14 starts, and he's sort of getting to that ratings bracket where he'll need to take on some of the state's better ones. But... His return in great order and, and we'll see where he measures up in the coming months. So maybe add those two to your black book, uh, Romery and Valabar, which, uh, of course, you can create your black book on tazracing.com.au
1: Yeah, I really like the win of, of Valabar. Um, Perez sort of saved ground up the fence but then cut right across and um, got out to $2.42 because they, they really, uh, the bookies took it on a bit because all the money came for don't buck me off. But those two were were clearly the the best two in the race weren't they
2: yeah 100 percent, brownie i mean the the money arrived for don't buck me off who was going to roll forward it was a pretty shallow race and and don't buck me off did get to that extreme outside lane but i guess what you saw there is deeper Perez. he just can lift them late um we had cody jordan who no disrespect to her is one of our best apprentices but if it comes a slugging go on, on the testing Hobart track down the outside fence. David Perez is definitely the one that you're happy to have your money with.
1: Now, there's some uh, form that maybe will be frank today. I, I backed Johnny Chuspa um, the other night, on Wednesday night at Lonnie, when I went the early crow at about the 150 and said that it was home believe. at nine to one. and Hard to believe. Um, got got knocked off on the line by Wellborough, who speared through very, very late. So I, I backed up. Yesterday, and, and Johnny just, uh, he did it quite arrogantly, sat, uh, sat out wide, got to the fence and let down and never, ever looked like losing. And I see that Welboro is racing uh, this afternoon in race number nine. Surely, um, you know, th- th- having what happened there with Johnny, that's Frank the form for Welborough this afternoon.
2: Yeah, I heard you earlier, Brownie, talk about that little rogue tope, uh, top tote that we got on Johnny <laughs> Chutzpah. It was funny, that, because I, I actually backed John Vlad, the second horse each way, about $17, and he got backed in. I did think Johnny should, store, should have been favourite, but I thought it was 4 bucks that would go around without me. And doing a bit of gardening in the backyard, I watched the race and saw the tote dividends come up, and there were a couple of cursed words under <laughs> my breath. I geez, I've let that one go there. But, no, look, I've got two best bets in Launceston tonight. Um, pretty stoked to have this lot on the calendar outside of the Hobart and Lonnie Cups last year this is one of our biggest meetings for the year in terms of wagering turnover so it's great we've got nine races tonight and some good ones as well but uh, yeah Welbra is one of my best bets tonight Um, as you said Brownie picked the pocket of Johnny Chutzbar there in Launceston you were counting your cash but lifted over the line Mm. by Brendan McCool who just seems to be doing that a lot of late that run from Welbra, to me, screamed the mile next start, and that's what he gets tonight. Uh, he's about the same price as ranker in the market. I think come jump time, there'll be a clear gap between those two, and Welbra will be uh, the favourite. Um, I think they're both around 220 at the moment. wouldn't be surprising to me if Welbra nudges into odds on and, and Azarenka's a slight drifter, but is the second of the bets, best bets that I have tonight. The first comes up in race four, and a horse down the bottom, number 11, Summer Fire, who's a bit of an interesting runner, now trained by Adam Trinder, Uh, was formerly trained in New South Wales by Richard and Michael Friedman, only had one start in a two-year-old maiden there, finished behind Deanne Andretti, who went around $4.20 in the Furious about a a month ago there at Ramwick. So that was a pretty hot little two-year-old race. You don't see horses trial much better than Summer Fire did in those two runs at Devonport. I'd probably liken it to a horse called Queenborough Flyer who was a very impressive winner at Launceston a couple of weeks ago and was very heavily backed as a result. Summer Fire uh, fired to the front in its first trial, was ridden cold in its next trial and, and just... Gave them windburn on the way past. Ran pretty good time in both of them. Draws a good gate here. Has been very well supported from close to four dollars into two seventy. But I will note a, a small fly in the ointment is that Erica Byrne Burke was stood down from riding in Hobart yesterday. She's not riding at the Longcystern meeting tonight as a result. I believe she might have got a concussion. Uh, so Brandon Louis takes the ride, who is another one of our good young apprentices, but isn't the rider that would have done a lot of the work with this horse, but still happy to make Summer Fire a special, which is rated for number 11. I've got the horse marked a bit shorter than the 290 that's available.
0: I like the confidence. Before we do let you go, mate, Empire Rose, of course, not too far away, still a star. One last start. Mystic Journey was brilliant. What's the latest on these two Tasmanian? One a superstar, one on the way up as they head towards the Group 1 at Flemington
2: well you're nearly getting to the point cam where you could say that they're both superstars mm. um still a star trolled over 1400 meters at, at longford on tuesday she beat a couple of our open class gallopers including shaborn renegade who ran third in this year's lonnie cut so they were no mugs she never left first gear, and Siggy car aboard clearly still a star is doing everything that Bill mm-hmm. ryan wants her to do and on, on route to the empire rose and, and mystic journey uh, she had a, a grass gallop at Launceston behind closed doors on Wednesday, which is pretty customary for Adam Trina. I'll put it to you boys at $5 with Ladbrokes Mystic Journey and $9 still a star. Uh, if you were going to back one of those two, who would it be?
1: I think they should be closer in the market, but I'm leaning towards Mystic Journey. Um, but yeah, still a star should should be snapping uh, at, at its heels at sixes. I think that's overs probably. So, Um, I've just been a big fan of the two runs from Mystic Journey so far. Not taking anything away from Still a Star. Cam?
0: Yeah. Firstly, Still a a Star has to win a Group 1 before she's a superstar in my book, but I think she's going to be very close, and I'll be more willing to back still a star because I think she finds herself in better spots in races. I know it's a weird thing to say because, mm. obviously, but I, I sometimes find horses that make their own luck and Mystic Journey, just for whatever reason, be it a gate or, or other way, finds herself coming home and running these slashing races without being able to win in the last month or so, a year or so, including this race last year. So um, she's a star. So I'm not sure. I'll have to... Oh, only- I'll sat on a fence. I'll ponder her for another week. Give and me another week, there's Brownie.
1: There's only one superstar that's never won a group one. And that's Dallasan
0: oh, well That's going to change. <laughs> oh, you're finally not on. not tomorrow. B- on He's board. not a star yet, but he will win a group uh, one. Oh, okay. I'm confident. Okay. Uh, Matt, thank you, brother. Thanks, fellas. Have a good weekend. Cheers, Matty. He's a star. Taz Racing form analyst Matt Reed giving us the latest on uh, yesterday, Launceston this afternoon. A couple of tips at SEN underscore track. They will be up. Plenty more, including Brennan Ryan on the other side of this
1: live around Australia on SEN track you're listening to Taz Racing Talk with Cam Luke and Campbell Brown
0: wherever you might be hello to you Taz Racing Talk Campbell Brown Cam Luke a little developing and breaking news it's not Tasmanian racing essentially but Gold Trip is out of the Cox Plate Marion Eustace and yeah lame got off the plane a little sore and the crew said hey you know it's like humans when you get off a long flight You're a bit stiff and sore and you take a little while to get into it, which is fair enough. But uh, as time went on, for whatever reason, they couldn't get it to where the vets were satisfied and uh, failed yesterday. Again, this morning was given 24 hours when call sign Mav was given the AOK with a couple of similar concerns from the vet, but he's OK to go. But uh, Gold Trip was given 24 hours, but they didn't need 24 hours. In the end, the announcement about 20 minutes ago that Gold Trip is out of the Cox Plate.
1: Yeah, so they've gone from having a, a pretty strong hand in this oh. race with two horses last week to uh, obviously Sir Dragoné, mm-hmm. um passing away tragically and, and now Gold Trip scratch, they, they won't have a runner. Extraordinary.
0: Unbelievable. Isn't it? Unbelievable how things and, you know, obviously changing a heartbeat and we uh, hopefully Gold Trip can get itself going and they can get it going and we can see him back on the uh, track uh, or Melbourne Cup Still entered in that in 10 days' time, and we'll see if it's able to turn that around or if it goes out for a break and focuses towards the autumn. All right, remarkably, you sat down, you went to and Greyhounds earlier in the week, and you somehow suggested that the uh, the Greyhound, the spirit Greyhound of Caleb (laughs) Daniels was going around. Brennan Ryan, our man, joins us. Hello, buddy.
3: Hi, guys. Uh, It was a um, bit of a quiet week when we had the snap lockdown on the Monday. Uh, We had a couple of match races, you could put it. it, uh, A two-dog race over 600 and a two-dog race over the 500 there.
1: Yeah, I did see that. So the the lockdown had ended, but it hadn't allowed um, trainers enough time. Is that right, to, to get to the track?
3: Yeah, um, the, the curfew ended at 6pm, so um, it, just the southern trainers couldn't travel up in, you know, just the, the curfew didn't end um, quick enough for them to get up here, so that it forced Taz Racing into, you know, giving non-penalty to those trainers having to scratch, and uh, and it reduced our numbers, but, you know, the race meaning went ahead nevertheless.
1: Yeah, it was a shame that they couldn't have just got an exemption to potentially leave uh, an hour or a couple of hours earlier, um, before curfew ended. But anyway, hey, um, I wanted to ask you a question, Brennan, Yeah. about, it was race two, it was horse, uh, dog number 10, it's called Caroline's Call, Anthony Bullock yeah. trains it. That's the smallest greyhound I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> I liken it to Caleb Daniel. Is it, is that, is that abnormally small? <laughs>
3: No. Oh, look, I've got one here at the moment. She's about uh, 11 months old, I reckon, and she's about 22 kilo. So they do come in small packages you know, with plenty of ability. So, But, <laughs> um, look, she handles the trip pretty well, Caroline's called. Yeah. And, um, I, I've said to Anthony, I've asked Anthony a couple of times about her, and, and uh, you know, she's a worthy asset. He wouldn't have her in the kennel for no reason. But, you know, it was a good effort there.
1: Yeah, ran a terrific um, second, but I was just taken aback a little bit by... Um, just how <laughs> small the dog was.
3: Well, Anthony, actually, there's a, on record, Anthony had the biggest dog ever here in Tasmania, a dog called Beanstalker. He was about, I think he was nearly 38 kilos. Oh, and,
1: and jeez. And was that, is it quick and powerful or sort of weighed it down um, a little bit?
3: Uh, look, he won. He was very good on the one-turn tracks, especially on the old uh, Showgrounds track at Hobart. He was a phenomenal chaser around there, and he won at White City and all that, but, yeah, he was a
0: monster of a dog. Uh, who did you say was the trainer, Jack? Uh, no, no, no,
3: Anthony, Anthony. Bullock, sorry.
0: You didn't get my Jack and the Beanstalker <laughs> gag? <laughs> Come on, guys. <laughs> I, did, on I didn't either. No, it went over my head, <laughs> too, Cam. Hey, Brendan, what do you like? we got got uh, a special guest shortly uh, <laughs> jumping on the line with his Jack Jury in a couple of minutes, but what do you like, mate? What do you got for us?
3: Uh, well, we had the heat of the gold Cup, which uh, Jack is um well connected to that last <laughs> night um recall clock twenty five fifty nine the fastest of the heat of the two heats and it was great to see him back to virtually his old best and um you know it's a great lead up race this gold cup as we' we'll get a good indication of our runners towards you know like the Devonport Chase and the Hobart thousand and you know in just under a few weeks' time.
0: Oh, I'll tell you what, it's starting to get really exciting. I know we've spoken a lot about this particular time of year, but we are smack bang in the middle of it. And right now, outside that 72 hour period last week where the state was in lockdown, nothing has so far been disappointing.
3: No, no, the racing's been good. And, um, you know, as like you said, we're right in the thick of it. And we've just had some great feature racing, uh, you know, really kicking into gear. And we've even got the um, Johnson Puppy Championship up at Devonport on. Tuesday. And that is a great field to show the young quality that we've got coming through. Virtually a changing of the guard of the young ones coming through, taking over from the, you know, our old champions of the of the racetrack.
0: Alright, let's get to our very special guest, mate. You can uh, introduce Jack and, and fire away. Jack Jury joins us. Jack, hello to you. Yeah,
4: here you go, mate.
3: Hey, Jack, it's Brennan here, mate. Uh, look, from last night, many congratulations. You must be very proud, like any parent, to see Recall um, get back into the winner's list for twenty five fifty nine. Was that any surprise to you?
4: Uh, yeah, thanks, mate. Yeah, no, and yeah, he was going well. Um, he's had a few injuries. We got him over, and he, we always knew he could run. So yeah. it was um, just putting it all together you know and we drew the right box where he needed to be box A and and he's got his confidence back and now he's starting to show what he can do
3: Well he did show that off didn't he I mean early in, in his career he was regarded as one of the burn pups in the state at the time he won the gold collar at Monceston the Breeders Classic at Devonport and he's you know it was very, you know, fair to say he had his share of problems but you've worked tremendous to get him back and, and it was best to say that we saw
4: the best of um, you know of his old self there last night. Yeah, he did, mate. Yeah, he uh, he lost a bit of confidence, and you know, got knocked around a couple of races. And and when they lose their confidence, you know, they they're never the same dog, you know. And, and like I said, worked hard to get him back to where he was, and and um, now he's starting to show you what he can really do.
3: And um, box six in the final, and, he can, and like box eight, the wide draw would suit. But would box six be still a good ideal draw for him?
4: Yeah, well, it is if he doesn't get smashed early. You know, if he comes yeah, out yeah. humming like he did last night, you know, I think both runners, the inside and the outside, I think they run pretty straight. So, and yeah. and he runs straight himself. So yeah. as long as you can balance him up the first 50, 50 or 60 metres, I think he'll be right, you know what I mean? Yeah, for sure, for sure. And,
3: yeah, uh, no, it's great great to see him back, that's for sure.
4: Oh, yeah, it is, you know, I've, uh, he'd been doing me head in, you know, I'd been, you know, trying to work, he hasn't been 100% right and he was never showing it on his last couple of runs and. The Devonport was showing me he was back that run there where he really pushed hard to get to the, into the race and and then I thought oh now he's back so and he yep. showed it last night
0: certainly yeah. well no. And no, no, guys, you are right. Just going to say, great, great news too, Jack, and uh, you, you mentioned that frustration. When you know you've got a uh, an animal that has a bit of talent and things just aren't clicking for whatever reason, be it uh, uh, off the track or things don't go your way on the track, it's always a good feeling when they put it together and get the result, mate. So hopefully it's at the start of a nice little run for it.
4: Oh, yeah, mate, you know. You know, with dogs or, or any racing animals, you, you've got them one minute and then you have yeah. it the neck, you know. If they've got a couple of injuries, yeah, um, they can never show their true ability, you know what I mean? So, no, it was good to see him come back and um, showing you what he, he really can do.
0: Beautifully so, done. Yeah, well,
4: that's
0: that's all we need, mate. That's all we need. We've got to squeeze uh, the news in, but we appreciate you jumping on the line and a uh, nice job last night. All
4: right, thank you very much, mate.
0: Beautifully good. done. That's Jack Jury. Before we let you go, Brennan, just your tips again one last time.
3: I'm going to stick with Recall in the Gold Cup final there uh, next Thursday night. He's got box six, and he's going to run a real good race, and, you know, it's a step in the right direction. So hopefully he can get the job done, and Jack's one of the nicest blokes in grand racing, and hopefully he can come away with a big feature win, especially in the Tassie Gold Cup.
0: Got to say, I love how he delivered that tip without a hint of hesitation and a great deal of confidence, mate. Uh, We'll talk to you this time next week. Thank you, buddy.
3: Look forward to it. See you, guys.
0: Brennan, Ryan, there you go. Across all things... Tasmanian greyhound's part of Taz Racing Talk a huge part, and I bet you you didn't see that being thrown back you that the same trainer with the small dog that you are dubbed <laughs> affectionately, of course, Caleb. Uh, Caleb uh, also uh, train the uh, the biggest greyhound in the history of the state Ex- at 38 eggs. Extraordinary, kegs. extraordinary stuff. She's 38K. That's what you weighed when you were drafted. Yeah, we're going to get to not, the news, it's Tom Hackett. Like Arnold Schwarzenegger and uh, Danny DeVito in twins. <laughs> Tom Hackett, not far away. Jamie Cockshut. Mark Yole's going to jump on the line as well.
1: Live around Australia on SCN track, you're listening to Taz Racing Talk
0: with Cam Luke and Campbell Brown. Campbell Brown, Cam Luke, you can join us anytime you like. 0499 736 Taz Racing Talks. We're going to get to Jamie Coxshutt very shortly, but firstly, our man Tommy Hackett. Make every race this spring even more exciting. Gamble responsibly call 1-800-858-858. Tommy, hello to you. Hello, boys. What do you got for us, mate?
5: Oh, interesting A night of racing at Launceston tonight. Nice little uh, accompaniment to the Labro Cox play, the feature mm. race. The New Market Handicap It's only a small field. There's only five runners left, but it's a a pretty interesting betting race. Uh De is the favorite. It's coming off that last uh, uh, I wouldn't call it a flop, but it was just a bit outclassed at Ladbroke's Park stand down back in Tasmania, though it's the double ninety favorite. Ballarik is uh, on the second line of betting. It's been four dollars out to four eighty. There's been a good move at a price here for first up. GG trendsetter, it's been nine dollars into four eighty. Fragment at 6.50, GG, true story, ran out this field. But I think the Roosh is a pretty good uh, bet here at the, the ninety. Back in this grade, uh, we've just seen throughout its career, this, throughout its career, she's a class mare. She's got a great record over this track and distance, three wins from four race starts. She's eight from 12 at Hobart. It's a, it's a pet track. She should get every possible chance for her, from barrier four. So nothing too exotic here, but I think this favour is going to be tough to beat. And hopefully we do see her back, uh, in Melbourne again at some point. So I do think she, if they found the right race for her, she can definitely be competitive at black type level in Victoria as well.
0: I, I, do, I do like a bit of, uh, again, I love confidence. I love the grainy voice that people give when they've got confidence. And Tommy's just giving us a little bit to us. Hey, I, I know, mate, it's not Tasmania, but Gold Trip uh, officially ruled out of the Cox Plate in the last half hour or so. Has it changed the market at all?
5: Little bit of change to the market. It was, it was already drifting after the news came out yesterday. It was $9.50 out to $14. So we've just seen a bit of movement for, uh, for Very Elegant again. It's back into $5. Maunga has been probably the big beneficiary as well. It's been $12 into $10. So it's been a bit of a mover this week, Moonga. $16 into $10 now, probably again, maybe, maybe getting to the price it should have been the whole way along, probably now into into $13. But Zaki remains the favourite back into that $2.80. It was $2.80, pretty rock solid for most of the week. Just got out to $3 for a little bit yesterday, but now back into that $2.80. Uh, it's a, a pretty firm favourite. But the market move with Ludbroke's still very elegant.
0: Anything else for us, Tommy, before we let you go?
5: Well, I better have a quick look at the Manicato State. Oh, yes, as of well. a Very, very open group one affair, this one. Uh it's uh, a bit of a dartboard job if we're being honest but uh, we've, still, and we've got equal favourites now two xl has been joined by Lombardo the top of betting they're both $5 good support for Yonka. it's been $11 into $7 if the track plays like it did last year Yonka's going to be very tough to beat I like two at a price here though boys what's that at $16 away game at $26 they're both coming off subpar efforts but on their best form they're classy, classy sprinters uh, genuine group one sprinters so I'm happy to have something on them playing the manicardo
0: stakes a little bit wide. It, it's actually worked that way, Tommy. It's funny you mention that. Both of those horses I think can run a nice race. Uh, obviously the ongoing conversation, read the Everest and what it means for the manicardo only six days later. What, what what do you do? The field isn't what it once was. But it has allowed punters, it's has allowed Ladbrokes punters to be able to find some value. Like, what, what did you say the favourite 2x sells at? Well, it's about $4.50, 4 60 is it? They're both
5: $5.00. Five, 5 bucks. there, there you go. go. But uh, I think you make a really good point, Kim. It's, uh, it, it's We can't, argue, we can't disagree mm. that it's certainly not the strongest edition of the Ludbrokes Manicato stakes I've ever seen, but it's a really, really interesting betting race. And uh, if you can find the $26 winner, uh, you certainly won't be complaining about the quality of the field, that's for sure. Well, I
0: spoke to someone pretty high up in Mooney Valley this morning and they assured me there is going to be a winner of the race. So uh, that's some good <laughs> news that if you can find it, there's some value even though it might not be the creme de la creme race it once was. Tommy, thank you, buddy.
5: Thanks, boys. Enjoy
0: the weekend. You too, brother. Make every race this spring even more exciting. Always gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858. Landbroker this spring carnival. A very quick break. On the other side of it, our man, Jamie Coxshart.
1: Live around Australia on SEN Track, you're listening to Taz Racing
0: Talk with Cam Luke and Campbell Brown. Taz Racing Talk. Campbell Brown, Cam Luke, get involved any you like. Off the text 0499 Matt Brennan and about to be Jamie, of course, our experts. Their tips always. Once the show's done, at SN underscore track. Jamie Cox, you don't miss. Hello, buddy. What's going on, buddy? You well?
6: Hey, not much, mate. Just a relaxing afternoon, touch wood, and um, look for a to a good night of harness racing on Sunday night and a big day tomorrow at Marina Valley for the Cox Plate.
0: Hey, good news as well is that uh, we're all free now, of course. Brownie and I, <laughs> well, it's been four months for us, but how was the 72 hours for you, mate? Do did you, did you handle it okay? I've still got my ankle bracelet <laughs> on, though. And nothing
6: changed, mate. You know, we're pretty lucky down in here. Yep. And just make us realise how hard you guys have done it over there. You know, we've we'll got mates moaning about doing 72 hours and, you know, you poor buggers have done what? Six, oh, probably nearly yeah. 12 months in total since COVID's
0: come. Yeah, well, and I wasn't going to feel sorry for you, Jamie, considering you backed back Melbourne every four minutes over the course <laughs> of the season, so I'm sure yeah. your palatial abode hasn't been uh, too hurt by what has happened in lockdown, but we do think of everyone as well. All right, mate, how'd you go last weekend on the on the panel? What are you, look, what are you looking forward to this weekend? Oh uh, yeah, it's
6: a, We head to Launceston. Um It's a pretty tough card to be honest, boys, but, you know, there's obviously 10 races, so there's obviously 10 winners, so we can find a a couple of them, we'll put the, the listeners into them while well, we're doing a good job, mate. So um, we'll start off in race two. There's a horse I like called Size 8. It's drawn barrier seven, so she'll go back early and just needs a bit of a card into the race. And, you know, she'll be too quick if she's within 10 metres at the 300 metre mark. And, you know, she's a nice filly going forward. So I'll have a play on her, mate, for sure, at around the $3, $3.50 mark. Um, The other one I like is race five, number nine, at Gouda Ruler. Um, pretty handy two year, very handy two year old, to be honest. And last time he didn't fail, but has resumed with a second and a third. So trainer John Castles has got him back on track and he just looks to map perfectly to to win again. And yeah, you know, he should be around the $3.50 mark as well. And the other one, the best thing of the night comes up in race seven, number four, Peruga Rock. A very progressive three year old filly. Um, won very well last time, drawn four. Um, hasn't a lot of gates mate, me, but I think it can push forward and leave a bully its way to the lead or sit in the breeze. But either way, I think it'll be winning. But, you know, we've got to take a flip of the coin odds with her, mate. She'll only be around the $2 mark.
0: Jeez, I, I, don't, I don't care what odds you get, mate. The way the, the mood and the confidence that you're in, it doesn't matter. You're just always going to Continue to double our money in some aspects. So looking forward to uh, you continuing on. I know you have got a very special guest that's going to join us shortly. Uh, Mark will join us in a matter of moments. But uh, it's an exciting time, isn't it, in the sport?
6: Oh, uh, it is especially in Tasmania because this is our, you know, I suppose our our carnival time. You heading into you know November, December, January. There, there, our big race meetings, and then we tee off again in March and April for the Tasmania Cup and the Easter Cup. And you know that's our you know, five- to six-month window for our feature racing in the Harness Game in Tasmania. And, yeah, good horses go around this time and, and big numbers. So, you know, we've got a lot to look forward to over the next few months.
0: Beautifully done. i tell you what we'll do. Mark's here now as well. Jamie, take it away. Chat to a very, very special guest.
6: Yeah, well, I've got to say, Mark's
0: a Melbourne supporter too, boys, so no. I'm sure
6: he would have been happy with the, with the D's winning the grand final Yeah, i been a long-suffering supporter like myself.
0: Yeah, well, being a Bulldogs fans, I'm wrapped I'm for both of you guys. I'm glad that we can have this conversation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
6: no, so how would you put in the grand final, Mark? Hey, boys,
7: how are we? Yeah, no, we had a, had a bit of a do-round at my place. Um, I was. In the Doldrums drums, when uh, Bontepelli kicked the goal in the third quarter, I thought, "Oh, don't tell me we're going to throw it away." But then the boys turned it on, and then she was a ripper night.
6: Nah, that's, that's the way, mate. Well, start off, Mark. You come off a treble on Wednesday night at Hobart. We, uh, yeah, they're all good odds, double-figure odds, both survived Miss Lucy, then the last one for Liberty on the edge. Um, Sunday night, you, you got a, I think you got eight or nine drives, and nothing stands out, but there's a, there's a lot of them that got good each way claims, and. We'll start off with the first of them in race four. It's an uh, ex-Victorian pacer that's just come over to your, your brother, Ben's Stable, called Arden Rowan 8 um, He's got a lot of gate speed, so from barrier two, you know, I'm sure you'll find the top, and the mile obviously suits
7: as well. Yeah, that's right, mate. Uh, he seems to have come over in good order, speaking to Ben earlier. Uh, he, he looks like he'll be able to cross them pretty comfortably, and over the mile trip, he should take some catching, that's for sure. We
6: head across to race six. You've tuned up oh. with Christian Solder of late with a couple of winners. He's but butts and maybe a few weeks ago and I'd miss Lucy on Wednesday night. And if butts and maybes, does match to get a really good run and he's very capable of going back to back.
7: Yeah, Christian's doing a good job at the moment. He's uh, taking a step back from driving. So he's let me spin a few around, which has been great. We've got a little good little combination going. And this horse, he was actually flying and got knocked over in Hobart a couple of starts ago, so it was real unlucky. And then last time he was able to lead all the way and and did it pretty comfortably. So I expect him to run a huge race again.
6: We head across to
7: race eight. You're
6: turning up with Horn Rock Solid. You know, drawn barrier thirteen, which ain't easy around Longsessor, but this is a race that that lacks a bit of depth. And if you can get onto the back of Troy on one of the lads, I think you'll go a long way to winning the race.
7: Yeah, he's a very, um, very solid horse. This horse, he he always puts his best foot forward. Uh, very tricky draw, but as you said, if one of the lads can give us a toe into it, or even on the back of Richmond Tiger, um, he'll definitely be hitting the line very hard. I reckon. So yeah, definitely a good chance.
6: And then we head across to race nine. You're on the consistent Aussie major. Drawn inside the second line, you know, you're probably going to end up three peaks, but. That's the sort of run he likes. If the gaps open up and the leader's is still a bit of work, he's very capable of hitting the line strongly.
7: Yeah, absolutely. Um, There's probably not a bad spot for him to be drawn. He likes to suck a long run on the fence. Uh, seems to try a little bit better when he gets it. Um, it would be interesting to see whether the one-horse holds up Bold Centurion. It has, has done in the past, and especially with Steve driving it, he does like to lead a bit, so... I'd, I'd be a little bit surprised if he did did get crossed. Um, so hopefully we'll be leaders back. But yeah, as you said, at worst we'll be three, three defence. And we might
6: as well touch on the last one. Older but me, you know, he's had a, he's had a couple of runs in the state and he's loomed up, but he just hasn't found the line, you know, like he should. But he does get a very soft trip on on Sunday night, and if no Nuke Scooper, no Nuke Skipper can hold up, he comes right in the race, especially if saved up, you know, for a 150 200 meter dash at him.
7: Yeah, yeah, spot on. He's, he's probably looked the winner twice now um, and just hasn't quite finished it off, albeit out wide on the track. So I'd expect no new skipper probably to hold the front uh, during the pole. Like, it probably could have held him out last start um, in, a, in a stronger race. So if it holds the front and we sit leaders back, um, we'll just be looking for a split as there's no sprint lane, obviously, in Launceston. But if we can get it, hopefully we will hit the line strong.
6: So if we can, if, if you had $10, mate, to put on one of the, those six runners we discussed, you know, for all them Melbourne poor fellas who have been in lockdown and now out in the, the big open world, which one would it be?
7: Oh, we might put all the chips in the play and um, put it straight out on Arlen Roanoke. Ron, I don't even know how you say it. Roanoke.
6: Uh, Arden Roanoke. Yeah,
7: that's <laughs> no, <look>, I, <laughs> yeah. so,
6: I tend to agree with you, mate. I think we fine to him. lead him. Yeah, we take yeah, plenty of
7: running down. He's got good form in Melbourne against the pretty smart horses. So um, if he finds the front, we'll, we'll go for go for the lot and and see if we can hold him out. Now, well good luck, mate. Much appreciated, and let's just hope you keep up that red hot driving
6: form that you've been going in in recently. Don't worry, thank you.
0: Hey, before we do let you go, Mark, I do apologise. I just want to uh, make mention of something. I, I know you on uh, with Toby McKinnon a couple of months ago, and and we're very open and honest in that, in that in that chat with Tobes about uh, mental health and, and, and different roller coaster of emotions you've had and, and, and struggles in your, in your time. But I just want to say how many people actually text us in. I'm not certain if you if you got this feedback, and sometimes it does go, uh, a little bit unpassed on. But a great deal of people hit us uh, hit us up via our, our text machine here, and a lot of comments on the back of it, mate so uh, from everyone who a couple of people have just texted in again to say pass on uh, how much they enjoyed the chat and, and how honest you were mate so I just thought I'd pass that feedback on because it was a brilliant chat I know it was a couple of months ago but uh, sometimes it gets missed the feedback getting passed on in this world that uh, continues to uh, fly by quickly so I just thought I'd, I'd tell you mate how many people enjoyed it
7: No thanks Sam um, I really enjoyed the chat I, have, I didn't get a lot of feedback myself but um, I definitely spoke to Toby and he passed on that there'd been a few messages so thanks everyone for the listeners it was, really appreciate
0: it. It was brilliant, mate, and uh, no doubt. We'll, we'll have you again on uh, sometime soon, mate, as you continue to do what you do so very well, mate. Thank you.
7: Anytime. Pleasure.
0: Thanks. Ah, beautifully done. All right, Jamie, before we do let you go, uh, we do, and people always ask, you know, what are the tips again? Zero four double nine seven three six seven three six 736 to get involved. We always do throw it up on Twitter as well, but fire away. What are you most excited and looking forward to in your tips this weekend?
6: Yeah, we'll go race two, number seven, size eight. You know, I really like it. She's a nice filly, and as long as we get the three dollars, she's a really good play. Um, race four, Adam Round eight. Like Mark's pushed me into that. I was, I was quietly confident. I didn't know whether to go with that or Isaiah, but Mark's pushed me into it, and Mark is a really good front-running driver, and um, he'll lead and he'll dictate it to perfection. And I think he can get the job done as well. Then we head across to race five, number nine, Aguda Rula. Ruler. Garafatray on just gets a good run through and. It'd be pretty similar to the last that. Uh, just have the last crack and them get out the top and the best of the night comes up in race seven, number four, the Ruger Rock.
0: This is an exciting time in the time of uh racing of any Cobit in particular in Harness Well. What are you doing on the weekend, Jamie? What are you do you what are you doing outside of backing winners?
6: Uh, well I have to back a few winners. I had a pretty lean week last week and on the Gallup's worst luck, but um NBA's back on um, It is. You know, so we'll have a bit of a pump tonight, and we'll have a look at Cox Plate Day tomorrow. But, no, nah, pretty relaxing weekend, mate. Won't do too much.
0: All right, mate. I look forward to uh, catching up. I will tell you this. Where, whereabouts are you based, Jamie? I'm down south,
6: mate. Down south. Okay.
0: All right, well, I'm going to be, I'm hoping, I'm touching wood, of course, which is something you can do, but I am uh, hoping very desperately to be in town for the Jack Jumpers' first game, which is uh, the first Friday in December. Looking forward to them joining the NBL, and they take on the Adelaide 36ers. So uh, right now, all plans are that I'll uh, I'll be in town for a, a day or two, probably a couple of days over the oh, weekend. Mate. So we've got to grab we'll a beer, mate. We've sure, got to mate. grab a beer. Yeah, we'll
6: have to catch up for sure, mate. Yeah, no, I'm... I'm hoping to be there on that day too, but come the time, mate, I reckon that'll be pretty sought sort of after ticket in Hobart because <laughs> it's hey. not very often we get a team in a national competition and file reports have recruited very well and mm-hmm. um, let's just hope they can, you know, stand up because one thing about Tasmania, if their sporting teams perform well, they, you know, the, the locals will jump on their back pretty quickly and... And really push them along.
0: You know what? That goes for uh, teams in national leagues like the NBL or the Big Bash, but it goes for horses as well. In particular, the Stiller Stars and the and the Mystic Journeys when they go to the mainland and and run so particularly well, which you're looking forward to going forward. Jamie, thank you, mate. Enjoy the weekend. We'll talk this time next week. No race right, game
6: See you, see you boys.
0: Beautifully done, Jamie Cockshot. He's got a little bit of confidence, and for people continuing to fight through with Mark and the. Continual great feedback and positive feedback of his chat. I might, I will check and see. I'm 99% certain it was podcast, but I will just check before I uh, direct you towards it. But if you go to scn Track socials, then also check for Mark Yole. I reckon you'll be able to listen to what is an inspiring open chat from a man who is very, 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 very good. Yep, there we go. I'm being told it was podcast. There you go. Thank you. At scn underscore track to get involved. That's where all the tips are. Taz Racing Talks. All thanks to Ladbroke's. Lad break, lead broke at this spring carnival. Gamble, response sponsor, make every race this spring even more exciting.